Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome indeed. It is Tuesday, which of course for us means it's Mark Stein Day, America's undocumented anchorman. Will be joining us here on Boston Release Rush Hour. And what we usually do on Tuesday is go to our first break early so that we can have as much time to spend with Mark as we possibly can. Of course, the big story today, Hunter Biden's plea deal. And we will talk about Hunter Biden's plea deal. Your calls are welcome, 800 848 WABC, 848 WABC, 800 of course, there are other things in the news besides Hunter Biden. Chris Christie has been out just trying to light a fire with Donald Trump. Today he says mockingly that perhaps Donald Trump should have gone through his boxes with classified documents instead of spending his time golfing. He wants to know whether Americans are really going to believe whether Donald Trump was really so busy. He couldn't go through all of the boxes. There's that. Chris Christie's also in the news for an interview that he had with uh, CNN. CNN has reverted back to what they always were and always are. Anyway, he was asked on Sunday about the issues concerning transgenderism. He said that he didn't think the government should ever be stepping into the place of the parents in helping to move their children through a process where those children are confused or concerned about their gender. Now, while he was governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie signed a bill into law to allow children to use school bathrooms in New Jersey and locker rooms based on their gender identity rather than their gender. He also removed restrictions on men who claim to be women playing in women's sports. 
Now, I like this logic of Chris Christie's. In fact, I'd like to add to it. I don't think the government should ever be stepping into the place of parents and deciding when they should let their kid smoke. If kid wants to smoke when he's 16, let him smoke. 15, 12, 11, let him smoke, let him light up between the parents and the child. I think by the same token, if the kid wants to get tattoos at age two, three, he wants a tattoo. Why all these laws restricting kids from getting tattoos when they're underage? Let them, you know, why is the government stepping in? The same in cars. I mean, what is this business with car seat? Why is the government stepping in between the parent and their decision? If a parent wants to let a two-year-old ride on their lap inside a car, why in the world would the government step in and get in between that parent and their children? Why should government step in? When it comes to children at all, they should just stay out of it. Right, Chris? I mean, that's not a bridge too far, is it? (sighs) All sorts of uh, news stories today about the Supreme Court won't bore you with them because most people roll their eyes. But the funny, (laughs) when you go through the intricacies of the decision, but the takeaway is that the Supreme Court, the conservative Supreme Court isn't as conservative thus far along the term as many people hoped it would be. We've got some big decisions coming up over the next two weeks, and that perception may change. Also, there is so much news, and I want to wait and talk with Mark about this too. I know you've seen the story We are all waited with bated breath to see whether that submarine that went to look at the wreck of the Titanic, whether it will be found in time. From what I understand now, there are less than 40 hours, the way it's calculated, of air remaining. And that I never realized until I looked at a story today that was saying the location of it. And that the sub 900 miles off the coast of Cape Cod, I didn't know that. I thought that all these years, I didn't know the Titanic had, the wreck was there. I thought it was somewhere else, further out to sea. Anyway, as I said, it is Mark Stein Day. We're going to take a break here on WABC. When we get back, America's undocumented anchorman, the legendary Mark Stein will join us, 800-848-WABC, and we are coming right back. He's always mistakenly British. Teen Crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. He's an author... He's the star of stage and screen and movies and all that. So much a one-man media empire. Our very own Mark Stein. Mark, how are you? I'm doing good, thanks, James. Great to be with you. 
Mark, so today a lot of people are, I don't know, made, some are upset. I read one of the tweets that came out from a uh, former congressional candidate uh, saying what a glorious day it was because Hunter Biden has now faced justice. And I didn't feel particularly glorious after I read the terms of what this plea deal is or if yeah. the judge accepts it. And, no. of course, the go ahead. No, a plea deal, uh, as you put it, isn't justice. It's something that's used too often, and it's used particularly often in the dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt federal justice system where they win 97% of their cases without ever going to trial. At least, you know, old-fashioned guys like Saddam Hussein and Kim Jong-un and uh, Hosni Mubarak used to organize a show trial. Under this system, you don't even need a show trial uh, because you, you, do the, uh, you do the plea deal beforehand. It's a travesty. So, I mean, so here we are. He's taking a plea deal on the Russian, different, the, the Russian disinformation charges because that's what they were. Mm. We were we were told yeah. this was all Russian disinformation to begin with. Yeah, and he, so he's pleaded he's pleaded guilty to a Russian disinformation campaign by Vladimir Putin. That's a that's a jurisprudential first in America. I'm telling you, and and so the deal he gets he he didn't pay taxes for two years, mm. and supposedly now that is going to be I if I read this correctly marked down to a misdemeanor. Right. It's okay. Little slap on the wrist. This little gun charge that was hanging out there. Oh yeah. So what? I lied on my application for guns. I mean, Democrats are the ones that tell us that we don't have uh, enough gun laws in this country, and that you know <laughs> nothing's more important to save yeah. the children yeah. than making yeah. sure that the guns are out of the hands of people that they should not be in the hands in. And so here we have a guy who clearly, self-admittedly, should not have been able to purchase a weapon. He did. Yeah. But we're talking, ah, forget about that. That's just a gun. Yeah. It's just a gun. Yeah. And, and uh, by the way, this is a useful tip for any of you guys who've just shot up a liquor store. If you need to get rid of your gun, do what Hunter did and leave it in a trash can just outside a schoolhouse because uh, apparently the Federal Justice Department is totally cool with that. So... I so I want to know how how do you if you're a guy if you're a guy like Wesley Snipes for instance Mark mm -hmm. now poor Wesley Wesley Snipes known Hollywood actor big shot Blade he yeah. didn't pay his taxes so he goes before the judge he willfully didn't pay his taxes just like Hunter willfully didn't pay his taxes yeah yeah and they look at old Blade and they say, uh, uh, Blade, no, no excuses. We're not taking any excuses. You're going to jail. Yeah. I remember back in the early days, I don't know, know whether the name Erwin Schiff means anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, I, no, I've got local, uh, you know, I've got local versions of these guys all over, all over New, cause New Hampshire is one of those states. Where people who take the Hunter Biden attitude to taxes 
come and hold up. So there's a guy who's like, I think it's 50 miles south of me. He did the, he came to New Hampshire. He built a compound. His position is that income tax is unconstitutional. And of course, you know, next thing you know, they've surrounded his compound because they're not buying that argument. Right. I think everybody now should, uh, should, to take the hunter. I think hunters. I think hunters right. You know this whole tax, paying your tax thing is oh completely overrated. Uh, and the way it just, you know, the way it comes round every year. So it's not as if you can like even you know pay it in 1987 and then think okay that's that's me set up now. I paid it in 1987. No, they come round every year and you're expected to go through it. And then God bless him, hunter. Uh, arrives and shows us how it should be done. Just say no to taxes. That's, that's his attitude, and God bless him. And it's worked for him. That's the fantastic thing. Now, the question is, does it just work for him because he happens to be the president of the son, uh, the son of the president, or uh, would it work for the guy who runs your local feed store or the barista at your local coffee place or anybody else? Or is this just some special provision for Hunter Biden because he's had such a tragic life? He's a great artist, but he only manages to sell his paintings for half a million a pop when clearly they're worth way more than that. Uh, and so this is just the IRS letting him off with a slap on the wrist because he's had such a sad life. So when you hold, so when you make $1.2 million, you don't pay your taxes on it, it's okay. And no one will ever ask you, by the way, where'd you get that $1.2 million from in the first place? Yeah. Um, it's just, it happens every day. I just, people just show up, they make a million here, a million there. Two or yeah. three million here and just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep it all. Never well, mind. You, I don't want to pay my fair share of taxes. Well, you know, there are two point that the big point here is there's no truth in sentencing in America. America has all these super butch laws. You know, ooh, uh, each of these charges is worth five to ten years in prison. Uh, the each of these felonies. But oh, no, wait, he's pleaded it down to a couple of misdemeanors. So in fact, he's going to escape. You know, people, Americans mock, say, the laxness of the laws in, say, Sweden. Oh, in Sweden, they just get, you know, six months to three years for this. Yes, but they actually get the somewhere between the six months or, and the three years. Here, the charges and their uh, penalties are completely meaningless. Because what matters is that, like Hunter, you you are able to plead. You're you're charged with uh, six felonies and a homicide, and you plead it down to three misdemeanors and a parking ticket. It's completely disgusting, but it's particularly disgusting in this case because it enables uh, this corrupt Justice Department and the corrupt Biden family to able to be able to say, "Oh, okay, now we've dealt with." Hunter Biden laptop, that's old news. We've dealt with it. He's pleaded guilty. It's over. The fact is the Hunter Biden laptop story was never really about Hunter and his drugs and his hookers. That's the lurid surface stuff. What it's really about is the fact that uh, his dad is on the take from uh, the Chinese and from the Ukrainians and who knows else. Who knows else? 
And the only reason people give money to Hunter and to uh, Joe's brother Jim and to the daughter-in-law Hallie is to buy Joe. He's the only product of Biden Enterprises, Inc., is Joe. The other guys are worthless, and you only give them money to get to Joe. Amber Phillips of the Amazon Prime Washington Post today has an article breaking down the GOP investigation into Hunter Biden and family. Federal prosecutors have focused narrowly, but Republicans, those evil, have cut a wide net, have cast a wide net in which they have so far caught nothing. Mm. And the article is just the allegations that there's a bribery scheme involving President Biden. Republicans make this stunning allegation that Biden was involved in a criminal scheme in which he received millions of dollars from a foreigner, blah, blah, blah. The evidence. And what does she say? We should approach this claim with extreme skepticism. <laughs> For one, the FBI has indicated there is no prez. Oh, <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> that's fine. Well, if the FBI says it, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Look, <clears throat> there's no way to explain the wealth of the Biden family. No way you can legitimately explain it. That's actually why just letting him skate on the tax return business is is serious, uh, is serious enough. Because this would be even he's getting money from somebody, whether it's the Chinese Politburo or Ukrainian oligarch or the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. Uh, set all that aside. He's getting money that he hasn't earned from somebody. He lives way beyond uh, somebody who has been in quote-unquote public service for half a century should be living. But no, uh, and that would be the, if you were to live like that, or if I were to live like that, the IRS would take notice. But there is no equality before the law in America, and this is the, and this is the other thing. This is the, the critical thing about this laptop. You know, I I would imagine, just because it's something that prosecutors and policemen and judges see all the time, that when they got the laptop at the FBI, uh, they open it up and they see, oh, there's a lot of porn here and some of these hookers look on the young side and he's smoking a crap pipe there. But, you know, policemen, prosecutors, judges, we all see that every day. Big deal. What's different about the laptop? What's different about the laptop? is all the 10% for the big guy stuff. Because what it means is that the National Police Agency knew that one of the two principal parties' presidential candidate was on the take from the Chinese. They knew it a year before the election, and they did nothing about it. You think if there were real debates here, instead of these bland, anodyne, stupid pseudo-debates moderated by balls like Bob Schieffer or whoever's doing it now, and they would actually, uh, and they would actually, well, you know what I mean. Like, these guys shouldn't exactly. actually be anywhere. If it were a serious presidential debate, none of, half these moderators wouldn't get anywhere near it. But if they actually were to ask questions about 10% for the big guy, about, you know, he's joking about it. The only reaction we've had from Joe Biden, he was asked about this by somebody, and he joked, where's the money? Ha, ha, ha. Because he knows Hunter's not going to jail. 
Jim's not going to jail, Hallie's not going to jail, and Joe is certainly not going to jail. But the evidence is clear that these guys were getting tens of millions of dollars uh, from, not to put it mildly, enemies of the United States. Absolutely. Well, the Amazon Prime Washington Post, same article, the allegation, the Biden family engaged in influence peddling abroad. When Joe Biden was vice president, he did a lot of overseas diplomacy, pushing anti-corruption messages in Romania and Ukraine, (laughs) for example. Hunter Biden was also doing business in these countries. Sometimes, at the same time, his father was working in them. Yeah, what a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, how did he get? Was he flying coach on Romanian Airways, or was he hopping a ride on Air Force Two? Which, by the way, in a a citizen republic, shouldn't actually exist, Air Force Two. The uh, the vice president should be uh, should be like the prime minister of Australia should be flying around the world coach. Republicans subpoenaed bank records from Biden associates to demonstrate that members of the Biden family, but not Joe Biden himself, received ten million dollars from foreign companies. And yeah. then she goes on to say the evidence. Well, so far Republicans have failed to connect Hunter Biden's business deal to his father's work. I mean, so you see, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you see, Actually, the, oh. the connection is the birth certificate of Hunter Biden that says name of father. There is no I feel a little bit <laughs> I feel a little bit sorry for Hunter Biden uh, because, you know, I think if he'd been born the son of a dairy farmer in uh, in in Vermont or whatever, he would have had a much less troubled life. But the fact of the matter is nobody has any reason to give money to Hunter Biden or Jim Biden except for their surname. And and that is the very that is the very definition of influence peddling and to actually have this. In the Washington Post. What's the name of this reporter again? Amber Phillips in the Washington Amber Phillips. Post. Well, I don't know what uh, what her orientational inclinations are, but assuming for the purposes of argument uh, she has a husband of the opposite sex, as used to be fashionable in Washington, so Amber Phillips is married to, you know, Irving Phillips or Fred Phillips or Gaylord Phillips, and I were to give, uh, I were to start giving huge sums of money to Gaylord Phillips or Irving Phillips for no apparent reason, then the 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 reason is, you know, to influence what's what's being written about in the Washington Post. This is prima facie. There's no reason for anyone to be, you know, Hunter, Hunter Biden's income does not match the reality of Hunter Biden. And so this, but, the, but, but because the FBI is corrupt, because the Department of Justice is corrupt, and because the American media are corrupt, they can all now say, oh, yes, Hunter Biden, that's cracking work you did there, New York Post. To be sure, we uh, damned you as Russian disinformation at the time. But now we can say, uh, however belatedly, well, good work, New York Post. Case closed. Hunter Biden is pleading guilty to three misdemeanors and a parking ticket. I just is. Let let us turn the page for a minute, Mark. This this has captivated a lot of attention around the world. Um, A Canadian, a excuse me. Canadian, sorry, 
A Canadian research vessel lost uh, contact with the submarine that they sent down to look at uh, uh, the wreck of the Titanic, which, Mark, I am so ignorant uh, on certain things. I did not have any idea until today that the wreck of the Titanic is only 900 miles east of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Um, But the U.S. and Canadian authorities have been searching for it. Uh, Apparently, these Canadians, Canadians, didn't alert anybody till about eight afters after after the thing went missing that it was missing. But this is just, I mean, you know, what stuns me about this, Mark, is that the sea is is sometimes that we take for granted. Technology is almost infallible, and you can we can send down things, but this is just another reminder of how truly unforgiving nature is if if you find yourself in this situation i mean it's, it's horrible and i no. think the the chances of them being rescued now i heard will put it one percent yeah it, it's a it's an absolute it's it's a miniature in a way of what happened with the titanic in 1912 um that was the state of the art technology back then it was regarded as the finest ship ever built, and then it had just a nick. It just had the slightest, merest nick with a phenomenon of nature, the iceberg, and then it's gone. Now, a century later, these guys, and, and by the way, a lot of the people, just as some of the most powerful and influential men on both sides of the Atlantic were on that ship, so here we have uh, in miniature a tiny little craft going down to look, going down 4,000 meters to look at the Titanic. It's got, uh, you know, the same thing, two billionaires and an uh, eminent French explorer on there uh, going down to look at it. Now, you you did the, the uh, cheap Canada bashing. In fact, it's based out of uh, St. John's in Newfoundland, but I gather, in fact, it's an American a company, uh, an American company, and the American CEO is also down there. And, you know, the oh, funny man. thing is, the funny thing is about this is, again, it's like people aboard the Titanic couldn't believe that when they when they're told, wait a minute, what do you mean it's going down? This is the greatest, most sophisticated vessel ever built. How can it just be going down? Likewise, I would imagine for these uh, two billionaires uh, from Britain, I think one's English, one's Pakistani, but these Pakistani, two guys, yeah. uh, these two billionaires, their staffs uh, uh, back in London or wherever must be, you know, calling around saying, wait a minute, wh- who can we pay to solve this? And as you say, nature, and in particular the sea, uh, as you put it, is unforgiving and remains an almost total mystery. And so they're trying, they, you've got all this great equipment that works on the surface, but trying to find something that may be on the seabed 4,000 meters down, as you say, it's, you know, you've got uh, the, uh, the, the, the U.S. Coast Guard and the Royal Canadian Navy and whatever trying to, trying to do their best. But this this billionaire Hamish Harding he went to the bottom of the Mariana Trench a couple of years ago, which is you know oh, is wow. like 
the deepest point on earth. That's that's right. where Joe Biden wants to put his stupid Pacific Indian Ocean Railway across. You know, he's going to have to dig. He, uh, when he comes to the Mariana Trench, he's going to have to hammer in the world's longest spike railroad spike to get that track to sit in place uh but this billionaire is one of these people who likes to do these things he went to the bottom of the mariana trench i'm sure he thought this is just something he could add to the list of uh things he's done and and sometimes it all just falls apart as it did on that maiden voyage of the titanic in 1912 well, our friend, uh, former uh, 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 Russian engineer, broadcast engineer, Mike Mamone, sent us mm. this note. He says, somewhere on some little scene news channel, Don Lemon wonders if the missing submarine could have gone into a black hole. Yes. And- <laughs> no, that's very, <laughs> that's, that's very true. And if this story runs and runs, then that were, Don Lemon will be, will be surely peddling that. You know, the whole thing, the, Malaysian Air, the, the the sea is the greatest the greatest mystery on our planet, and uh, and it's in, and it's incredible. You know, I'm I, I as a schoolboy, I read Jules Verne uh, from the nineteenth century, and I assumed that the stuff Jules Verne was writing about in the nineteenth century would all be known and explored by now, and it is still as you. The, the correct word, unforgiving. It's a cruel and unforgiving world down there. And you are basically, the known world is just this shallow, ephemeral thing on the surface. And once you get uh, down to where the Titanic is, that is that is a world beyond civilization. So we should stay at the top. And I have a great way to do that. Let's stay in one of those big ships with luxury with spas that you can book in advance, with, with, with entertainment, with the, your choice of prestigious dining centers. And I know just the place. It's, well, the Mark Stein, it's, it's Mark Stein's cruise to the Adriatic Sea, and it's July, and I'm going. Only, only on this show would you use the Titanic as a plug for the Mark Stein That's cruise. That's right. You're, and I'm unashamed. All, all the things you said, fabulous dining room, <laughs> wonderful orchestra, great spa. They had all that on the Titanic, and a fat lot of good it did them. So, uh, But they didn't have Mark Stein, and they didn't have me, and we're going to have a great time. Yeah, we are, and we hope you will join. I, 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 I shouldn't make any... Uh, Guarantees, but I'm I'm reasonably confident uh, that the cruise will pass off without uh, incident in that sense, and uh, and uh, you'll be there, and I'll be there. Michelle Bachman, a lot of other great guests. Uh, MarkSteinCruise.com. Thank you, Mark. Always a pleasure, my friend. And we will uh, catch up with you soon. I can't wait to see you. It's been way too long. Thank you, Mark. Thanks a lot, James. <laughs> James Golden A.K. Sterling here with you. Your call's coming up. W.A.B.C. Don't go away. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. 1949. American singer, songwriter, actor, record producer... Lionel Richie is born. 
Commodores wrote We Are the World with Michael Jackson. So many hits. The duet with Diana Ross, Endless Love. What an amazing career. That's still going on. Happy birthday to Lionel Richie. Brian Wilson, also born on this day with the Beach Boys. Good vibrations, so many hits that we all grew up with listening to WABC Radio. There's so much we can say about the Hunter Biden deal, but there's so much that people on the phones want to say. So I say we get right to the telephones, and let's begin with Saul in Long Island and see what he thinks. Saul, how are you? Welcome. You're on the Boss Nearly Rush Hour. Yeah, I'm going to say he says another. I think he's busy. We'll put him on hold, okay? And let's go to Adam in Mineola. Adam, welcome. You're on WABC. How are you? How are you doing? I'm not busy. I just want to say, sir, could you tell Mr. Trump to try to hire uh, Hunter Biden's lawyers? Because the lawyers that Trump had in that sexual abuse case, they, they, got him. they didn't do nothing for him. Maybe he can get a good deal if you get Hunter Biden's lawyers that got hunted those easy, that little probation or whatever else he's going to get, sir. Well, the lawyers here aren't the issue. You can have the finest lawyers in the world. And this is one of the things I think many people are thinking, or if they feel instead of think, are feeling right now, that it doesn't matter who the lawyers are. It almost doesn't matter in many cases who the judges are. What matters is what party you belong to when you are charged with something. Are you part of the Democrat Party network of elites? And if you are, when you walk into a courtroom or when your lawyers walk into a courtroom, you can expect that the outcome will not nearly be as severe as if you weren't part of that network. Let's go to, thank you for the call. Let's go to Joe in Queens. Joe, how are you? Welcome. You're on WABC. I'm good. How are you? Very so, good. I hate, good. I hate to uh, put a damper on your program here, but I had the worst Father's Day ever. And that's uh, because my son is dealing, dealing with drugs for 23 years. And um, I'm surprised that Biden, knowing what drugs does to his family, that he allows all the fentanyl to come into our country because out of every one child that, that life is either ended or destroyed by drugs, it affects all his family members. So it's not just the people that uh, is affected, the people who are affected by drugs personally, but their whole family is destroyed until in, in some way, if the drugs, if, if it's fixed, if the drugs go away, then, Maybe things can be better, but, you know, it's amazing. In the old Let me ask you a question. Not- Let me ask you a question. Is your son at the point yet where he recognizes how destructive the drugs are in his life? Is he trying at all to turn his life around, or is he still, I hate to say this, but has he still not discovered his own personal rock bottom? No, it's 23 years. He's been in, he's been in 20 programs. 
some of the programs he went in for two and a half years and came out and made it like for six months and then it was over again. He's been he's been in and out of hospitals twenty five, thirty times. I can't even I can't even count it anymore. And in a, in a way, you'd like to blame, you know, your son for not getting it. But I, I feel I feel really sorry for him. And I, even though he's my son, uh, we're we're still trying to end this. Uh, we're, we're still trying to end this. It's uh, it's horrible. Uh, Joe, know, I just got a message in with a bunch of hearts and sending you love. From America's small caffeinated mom, who also her son had the same issues, not as not for the time duration that your son did, but and let me tell you, and today he's clean, and today he has reached a point where his life is turning around. So I think from all of us to you, Joe, because you're right, it's not just your son, it's the entire family. So I think we all want to send you love, Joe, and tell you to please continue to pray, continue to have faith, continue to be strong, and we will all pray that your son will turn his life around, and as a result, your family's life will also turn around. We're with you, Joe. It is a very tragic thing. But keep having the courage to go through it with your son and to offer him, you know, to be there for him. And we are all praying that one day this will turn around for you and your family. And you have not put a damper on this show. You are a reminder that this is part of our life. And this is a question. Why is it that so much fentanyl is being allowed into this country? Where is it coming from? And these questions that you ask do deserve to be answered. Thank you so much. We appreciate your call, Joe. Let's go to Saul, and let's see whether Saul is there this time. Hey, Saul, welcome. You're on WABC. Hey, James, how are you? Listen, I think that every person who's sitting in jail right now that committed the same crime that Hunter Biden did, they should be released from jail today. Every one of them. Well, let me say, I think we're a little bit, I think we're a little bit premature. This is the deal that was offered. The judge may or has discretion whether to accept this plea deal or not. So let's see if the plea deal is accepted. If this plea deal is accepted, it will be every bit the outrage that you think it is. I asked this question earlier on, and I'll ask it again. Where's Wesley Snipes today? Where's where's Erwin Erwin Schiff, of course, passed away in prison because the government didn't take kindly to him saying people didn't have to pay their taxes. So there are a lot of people that have done a lot of time, if you look over the years, for and and the the phrase that was used in this uh, plea deal was willfully. That's the quote, willfully. It wasn't an accident. This was a willful intent to avoid paying federal taxes. And by the way, I cannot wait until sometime during this presidential campaign 
when your local liberal Democrat starts whining and moaning about people that don't pay their fair share of taxes. Please be ready when they bring that one up. Because the quick one is, oh, you mean like Hunter Biden? That one's a one-two slam dunk. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77. It is Boston Early's Rush Hour. Coming back, more of you calls. Straight ahead. Don't go away. Oh, yes. 1992. Mariah Carey went number one with this single. Second time this song was number one. It was first made number one by the Jackson Five in 1970. This is the Rush Hour. With those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I love the colorful clothes you wear. Wow. And the way the sunlight plays upon her head. Brian Wilson's birthday today from the Beach Boys. Wasn't this album recorded in Abbey Road? Was it? I thought this was recorded in California. No, I think uh, I think this specific one was uh, was Abbey Road, yeah. Oh wow! Thank you, Diego. I learn something new every day. This is an this is just still such an awesome hit. You know, the hits keep on coming, and they kept on coming for the Beach Boys for so long. You know what? We have to get one day in the library. We have to do that. Uh, the Beach Boys in Chicago. Have you ever heard? You, I'm sure, right? You you haven't heard that? I don't think so, no. Maybe. Okay. Beach Boys in Chicago together. That was just like the bridging of two iconic eras. So we'll have to get that in the music library one day. WABC, thank you. Let's get back to the telephones, Mike, in Oyster Bay. How are you, Mike? Hey, Bob. I'm doing great. I got a question for you. I've been listening to um, Chris Christie spot off about... Um, President Trump. Well, my question to you is, how is a man of such size jump into anything, including a presidential race, and not make any splash at all? Okay, so here's what I'm here's how I'm going to answer you. I don't do the fat jokes. I don't I don't I don't do jokes on the way that people look. You know, I just especially because anybody that's dealt with weight problems like me knows how difficult it is to lose them. I rather focus on their policies. And to me, Chris Christie, it's interesting to listen to this continued Trump bashing. He hopes that there are enough uh, Republicans in the base of the Republican Party who are as anti-Trump as he. And remember, at one point, he and Trump were allies. In fact, he was supposed to be heading Trump's first transition until that blew up. So we are hoping to have Chris Christie on the program, and I'm going to ask Chris Christie the same And so all of you angry at Chris Christie for some of the remarks he's made about Donald Trump or for the issues on policy, I'm just letting you know now, don't be surprised if and when we have Chris Christie on and I don't address those issues because my, what I do, what I want to do with every single candidate is ask them the same questions. 
Let's assume that you win. What are you going to do? What are you going to do uh, for this country? What are you going to do about the economy? What are you going to do about immigration? What are your own policy matters that are uh, uh, to present for you that make you qualified to be the president of the United States? And that's going to be my approach during the primary. Now, after the primary, the gloves come off. But I want to give each Republican candidate a chance to not come on and face some barrage and not be biased. I ask these questions of President Trump. I ask the same questions of Larry Elder when Larry Elder was on. And we want to talk to all of the presidential candidates from both parties. I'd love it if we could get Joe Biden on this show. I don't think he'll ever do it. But we're going to try anyway. We want all the presidential candidates. And again, the questions will be very basic, simple questions. Why are you running for president? What are you going to do for the American people? Because I believe we don't hear enough of that. We always hear, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm trying to get you to make some. I don't know. They're running for president. Why? Tell us, the American people, why? Let's go to Tony in Clifton. How are you, Tony? Welcome here on WABC. Hi, James. You know, I think today was actually another day where Americans have an aha moment. And, you know, for those people who've seen what actually happened to Hunter Biden, if if you read about it, it's so convoluted. It's like he's pleading guilty to having a gun, but he's not being charged. And what's happening with his tax stuff, James? That's going nowhere, too, right? I mean... It's misdemeanors. They've knocked down him getting millions of dollars, not paying tax on it. Oh, it's a little slap on the wrist. Oh, don't do it again. Here's a little slap on the wrist. Meanwhile, you have famous celebrities that have gone to jail for the same thing. You have tax um you have you have tax activists who claim that they shouldn't be paying tax and they spread that message and the government came down and slapped them hard and put them in jail. But yet with Hunter Biden, you get, eh, don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. And then on top of it, Tony, thank you for the call. You know, Joe Biden has been saying steadfast, whenever he's asked about the dealings of his son, my son did nothing wrong, my son did nothing wrong. He said that as recently as a week or two ago. Well, today the White House responded to all this by saying, the president, the first lady, love their son as he, and support him as he continues to rebuild his life. We will have no further comment. Well, they may love their son, but they certainly don't love his daughter, the daughter that they won't claim, that they ignore. That's number one. And number two, it's okay to love your son. But also, how about acknowledging that there are deeper problems here? But they won't. And the media will not press the White House on this or Biden's previous statements. Anyway, time's up for today. We'll be back tomorrow, God willing. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. Love, gratitude for you being here with us always. And as I said, God willing, we'll be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock for Bolsonaro's Rush Hour. See you then. Bye.